1: You are locked on magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: And you are indeed locked on magic. Today is January 31st, 2019. My name is Philip Rossenreich. I'm the expert insight editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. And of course, follow me on Twitter at Philip RR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we'll talk about the Magic's upcoming game against the Indiana Pacers. The Pacers falling to the Washington Wizards, and a very difficult game on national TV. So I'm sure they'll be super pumped to play in Orlando on Friday, on Thursday night. But we'll also talk about the upcoming trade deadline. We are one week away from the NBA trade deadline, and the Orlando Magic have not made their have not had the decisions made for them very easily at this stage. So we'll break down. Some of the choices and some of the questions that the Magic will be asking themselves once again as we get into the final week before the trade deadline, because I, I did say that, that Thursday would be kind of a decision day for the Orlando Magic. But before we do any of that, of course, we should, uh, I should remind you that you can check out all the other great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. Just like there's a podcast covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, there's a podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Want to get a leg up on the Indiana Pacers or hear about their loss to the Washington Wizards? check out Locked On Pacers. Want to get the national perspective, you check out Locked On NBA. Just like there's NBA podcasts, there's also NFL podcasts. If you want to get yourself psyched for the Super Bowl, Locked On NFL, Locked On Rams, Locked On Patriots will have all the information you need to be ready for Sunday's game. And of course, pick your squares. I mean, I don't know if that'll help you, but... But I got my squares. Uh, I don't know if they're good. They haven't drawn the numbers yet. But but it, it, it's definitely uh, def- definitely a big time in the sports calendar to get ready for Super Bowl 53. So definitely check that out as well. You can find all these podcasts and more on the Locked On Podcast Network to search on iTunes for Locked On and the team you're looking for, whether it's NFL, NBA, MLB, or college, there is a podcast for you. You can also find them by asking your smart home device to play podcast. Locked On and the team you are looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. The Orlando Magic back in action on Thursday against the Indiana Pacers. And Indiana is obviously in a, in a bit of a transition state now, a week away, a week from the devastating injury to Victor Oladipo. And of course, as a former member of the Magic and, and, part of, and, and a forever part of the Magic family, we do wish Victor Oladipo a speedy recovery. I believe he had surgery earlier this week. Uh, and of course, I want to see Victor coming back be- better and stronger than ever. I know that, that I've had some hot takes on, on Oladipo, certainly during his time in Orlando. And and, and, and 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 you know, there were definitely some doubts when he was here in Orlando, but he's blossomed into the player we always knew that he could become and and has turned into an All-Star. And it, and it, would, it would be tragic to see that snuffed out. It was tragic to see that snuffed out this year. And, and of course... He should. Honestly, I I I'll say this, even though I know that it might cost Nikola Vucevic a spot in the All Star game. Victor Oladipo should still get an All Star spot. He is an NBA All Star this year, and he deserves that honor. Um, even even though he was hurt, even though he is hurt and will not be able to play. So I hope that the NBA gives him at least some recognition on that because he deserves the the honor, even if he can't play. And 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 I know the coaches. Hopefully, uh, still the coaches may or may not vote him in. Obviously, the coaches turn their ballots in after. Uh, the injury occurred. But uh, you know, I, I would still like to see Oladipo get uh get at least the nod and, and get the recognition for being the all-star that he is. Uh and but Indiana's obviously had to move on, had to find a way, and, you know, this team is still figuring that part out. The Pacers, uh, for the year have the fourth best defensive rating in the league at one oh four point nine, but Obviously, things have changed since Oladipo got hurt. Their, their whole offense has had to be reconfigured as well. They got a 109.2 offensive rating. This is one of the very best teams in the Eastern Conference with Oladipo. But in the last several games, really, let's say the last five games, things have indeed changed for the Indiana Pacers. They're not the same team. Their defense has been worse. 111.7 defensive rating, 22nd Twenty second best defense defense. In the league. So, one of the worst defenses in the league over their last five games. Their offense has dropped from 109 to 106 points per 100 possessions. So, this is still a team. This team lost a big piece of itself, both on both ends of the floor, because Ola Depot, as we know, is a strong defender and has developed into a strong offensive player, too. And so, Indiana is still shifting and figuring that part out. Wednesday was not a good game for them. They shot 39.3% from the floor, 9 for 31 from beyond the arc. 15 turnovers. They're led in scoring by Thaddeus Young with 13. Uh, and and they get 12 from Boyan Bogdanovich on five for twelve shooting. Boyan Bogdanovich always has good games against Orlando, so Orlando should be aware. This is still a dangerous Indiana team. The Pacers came to Orlando earlier this year and blew the magic out without Oladipo. So Orlando shouldn't take this team lightly. They're still a good, dangerous team. But if the Magic can play with the intensity that we know they can play with, with the focus that we know they can play with, then there is certainly the opportunity, certainly the ability for them to get a win. As always with the Magic, it's, it's really less about the opponent and more about the Magic. If the Magic stay committed to their defensive principles, which... As Clifford said yesterday, especially getting back on defense doesn't take talent; it just takes effort. But if the Magic stay committed to their defensive principles and let that guide them and be the backbone for their success instead of their offense, they have a real chance to beat any team in this league. That is one hundred percent factual, or almost any team in this league. I'll, I'll 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 copy out that way. This Nikola Vucevic, I think, said it really well after practice on on thir- on Wednesday. The Magic have been really good of late. Not really good, but they've been solid of late. It's not like Orlando's getting blown out. Again, last time Orlando lost a game by more than 20 points was against Charlotte on New Year's Eve. They've had maybe two games that you you could classify as blowouts since then and losses to Minnesota and losses to Sacramento. But otherwise, Orlando has essentially had a chance to win every game that they've played. And, and Vucevic, I think... And saying that is is expressing the disappointment of the way the team has played. That they can't get that 48-minute effort. That they can't get over the top. That they can't find the way to scratch the wins. Because they know they're good enough to get the wins. They know that they should have a better record. That they're better than their record in a lot of ways. And statistically, that's probably not true. But you watch the team... And honestly, for for those that that come at me and say, you sure this is a playoff team? Are you still willing to say this is a playoff team? I don't know how you're watching this team and don't see that, yes, this team has playoff potential. This team absolutely has playoff potential. They are a playoff team. Now, are they playing at that level consistently? No. And that's a fair argument to make, and and obviously their record is what it is because of that. But at their best, when they are playing the way that they know they're capable of playing... They are 100% a playoff team in this Eastern Conference. Granted, granted, in this Eastern Conference. And so the Magic continue to conceptualize and intellectually understand that that part is true. That if they do things the right way, they could beat, they, they should have beaten the Thunder. They were up by six heading into the fourth quarter, I believe. They had control of that game. They had a three-point lead with nine minutes to go and then gave up an 18-2 run. That's not what a winning team does. And they know that. And they've got to find a way to scratch and claw and and change that. And they've given up late leads late in games and, and obviously double-digit leads in second halves that that have hurt them throughout the season. And, and, you know, your record is what, you know, as Dennis Green said, you are what your record says you are. So the Magic are an inconsistent team that, you know, is kind of on the fringes of the playoff race right now. That doesn't mean they're out. That doesn't mean that that they're not capable. I mean, honestly, I would say that this season's been a disappointment for that reason because we know that, I mean, I, I think we can clearly see that this team is good enough. They're just not good enough long enough. Maybe that says everything you need to say. But getting back to this game against Indiana, Indiana is a dangerous team. Indiana is still a capable team that can buckle down on defense, make you frustrated, switch a lot, which is a big-time struggle for Orlando, block shots with Miles Turner in the back there. Right now, though, they don't really have the offensive punch that they might have otherwise. So if Orlando can lock down Boyan Bogdanovich, if they can keep Darren Collison out of the paint, if they can limit fast-break opportunities, if they can get their defense set and and clog the lane, if they can move the ball offensively and find easy shots, because the offense, honestly, over the last three weeks has played exceptionally well. And Clifford said it at practice today that you know the offense was really good. The issue was the ball movement early in the fourth quarter and getting back on defense in transition. The little things; these aren't things that this team cannot correct. And so, if I'm the if 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 I'm the Magic and I'm watching this game, the first six minutes are going to say a lot. If the Magic come out hungry, on fire. Uh, playing with urgency especially on defense less so on offense more on defense and, and really look to dominate and dictate the pace of this game dictate the way this game is played and the flow of this game they have a really good shot at scoring this upset and getting a big 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 win and right now any win just feels big just to just to get the stink off the magic have lost seven of the last eight games and and the margin of victory in those last eight games the average margin of victory is four points. Orlando very easily could be 4-4. Four and four. They very easily could be 6-2 and two in this stretch. That's the fine line of winning and losing in this league, and that's the fine line of winning and losing with this team that Orlando has had to walk and had to find a way to, to get by. The beauty of the NBA is there's another game very, very quickly. The Magic have another game Thursday night against the Indiana Pacers. It's not a must-win, but every game's starting to feel like a must-win. Magic have to get out of this funk, and especially on this homestand, a three-game homestand against some difficult opponents, but even Oklahoma City, opponents that the Magic can beat. The Magic, I think, really got to win the next two games for sure. They, they got to find a way to get get this one on, on Thursday against Indiana and then Saturday against Brooklyn. They got to find a way. And if they can, then this next part we're going to talk about becomes much, much more interesting. The... The Orlando Magic take on the Indian Pacers at the Amway Center at 7 o'clock. That'll be on Fox Sports Florida or NBA League Pass if you get it. We'll be at the Amway Center on Thursday, of course, and we'll uh, have a complete recap of that game coming up on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Magic.
1: Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: But Thursday is, is not only the end of January. It marks a quasi-important milestone, or at least the, the, the coming approaching of a milestone in the season. The NBA trade deadline is officially a week away. By the time you listen to this, the NBA trade deadline, 3 o'clock, February 7th, 2019, will be one week away. And obviously, this is a big moment for the franchise. Every trade deadline has that big moment feel, but certainly the magic are in one of the weirdest spots in the league. As I noted last week when I spoke with Keith Smith of Yahoo Sports, the Magic are in a weird position because they've got a lot of young veterans who are are, are in their primes and, and playing really well. And the Magic are experiencing playing legitimate games in February. Like, regardless of what happens over the next few games, the Magic could still claim as outside of a chance as it might be, that they are playing for the playoffs come February 1st. So, in a small, tangible sense, that is progress. But, is it progress enough? Because, it's also true, regardless of what happens this season, It's also fairly clear that the Magic still need change. That their roster still needs to flip over and that the players that Jeff Weltman and John Hammond choose are still not in place. New management has not yet fully taken over this franchise. They're still working a lot with guys from the previous regime. It's clear this team has very fundamental flaws that have narrowed the margin of error to... It feels like sometimes an impossible uh, um, metric. It sometimes feels like Orlando cannot make any mistakes if they want to win big games or meaningful games. And that's obviously not sustainable, and I think that's a big part of the inconsistency is... The Magic just don't have the ability to make mistakes. They don't have that guy. And certainly, there is a legitimate and fair call from fans who, you know, whether they're championship or bust or whether they're they're even just be good, there's a fair call to rebuild from scratch again. Around Isaac, around Bamba, maybe around Gordon. And kind of get rid of the past. Nikola Vucevic, of course, will be a restricted, an unrestricted free agent. Evan Fournier still got a few years left on his deal. There is no clear path forward, and I think that is a fair criticism of the front office so far. Is they've had to bide their time, and some of that is by necessity, but they haven't yet established a clear path forward. And as much as I will defend Jonathan Isaac and Mo Bamba because I think that they're developing at a at a good pace and and they're they're fulfilling a lot of their promise, they aren't perhaps the superstar talents that the Magic originally envisioned, or they haven't become that yet, and it's not clear whether they will at this stage. The Orlando Magic, for as much relative success as they've experienced this year, still feel like they have a ceiling. And it's not a particularly high ceiling. It still is very clear the Magic need a star, and Aaron Gordon has developed his game in a lot of interesting ways this year. But not the way that everyone anticipated where he'd be the one going to the All-Star game. And I expect Nikola Vucevic to be announced as an All-Star on Thursday night while the Magic are playing the Indiana Pacers. But I'm not 100% sure that Nikola Vucevic, or that All-Star center Nikola Vucevic wins the Magic many more games than what the Magic are doing right now. I mean, I think... He's played out of his mind and has played fantastic all season long and it's still clearly not enough. Orlando does need something extra. Finding that something extra without taking a step back is the difficult part, is the difficult task ahead of Jeff Weltman and John Hammond. Because the bottom line is too, This is a long-suffering fan base. Six years, going on seven out of the playoffs. It's already the longest drought in Magic history. It's one of the longest playoff droughts in the NBA. It's something that fans are hungry for some tangible success. And certainly, with the expectations that Alex Martin set from the beginning of this rebuild, and he's eased off the language a little bit, but... I don't think the intention has gone away. The Magic want to compete and win championships. And even me, who's an optimist who, you know, is not a championship or bust type of fan or type of analyst, you know, I, I, I think championship or bust mentality is, is unhealthy for fans, to be perfectly honest. But I think there is value in what, say, Portland is doing, or Toronto, even. Although Toronto, I think, made some smart moves and took some necessary risks. It's clear to me that the Magic at this current track aren't on a championship track. It would take a lot, a lot of things changing to get on that track. And so clearly, Orlando still needs perhaps another draft pick to hit on a draft pick. They need to find a trade that improves the roster. And the reality is that's not going to happen, or at least the trade part. We'll see about the draft pick part. The trade part is probably not going to happen. I think Orlando is finding it extremely difficult to trade off a player like, say, an Evan Fournier, who I think is the guy the Magic would most like to trade and will push the hardest to trade in the offseason. I think the Magic are finding it hard to trade a guy Like him. Because of his contract and because of his production. They're finding it hard to trade a guy like Jonathan Simmons because of his production. And so really the only guys that that teams are interested in trading for off the Magic, they're not going to get the equal immediate return. John Hammond has been on Magic Drive Time, the Orlando Magic's uh, local radio show, which you can find, I believe, on their SoundCloud page if you search for Magic Radio. John Hammond has essentially confirmed what what I've thought about what the Magic are going to do for a long time. Any trade the Magic make is not going to make the team better this year or not likely to make the team better this year. Any trade the Magic make will have a forward-looking bent to it. They want to bring their own they want to bring in a player who's going to be with this team for two, three, four years and make the team better too for the next two, three, four years. They're not looking for someone, an expiring contract, for instance, to come in and save the team. They're not going to give up a first round pick for a rental or for a guy that isn't going to be a long-term investment. So the Magic are still collecting assets. And that is really the position and the, the stance that the Magic are going to take entering this trade deadline for the next week as they begin to review the final offers they really want to pursue and begin the serious discussions that come before the NBA trade deadline. But that's not the only decision the Magic have to make, of course. There are other far-reaching long-term decisions to make too, and it involves two of Orlando's most key players.
1: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Like I said, I expect Nikola Vucevic to be named an NBA All-Star Thursday night. If he does, he'll become the first Magic All-Star since Dwight Howard. And it's been a long time coming for the Magic. They've had a couple of close calls, Aaron Aflalo in 2014, Nikola Vucevic in 2015. But the record kept them out of it. By all counts, the Magic's record this year probably would have kept him out of it too, except the East has been really bad, and the Magic stayed in the playoff race. And the reason why I think Vucevic has suddenly become a lock to make the All-Star team is because of injuries to Victor Oladipo and Spencer Dinwiddie. If Vucevic doesn't make the All-Star team on Thursday, I would venture to guess he will be the first alternate. The next guy, if someone has to pull out of the All-Star game because of an injury, on the East side at least, Vucevic will get that call. I think a lot of people believe Vucevic is an All-Star. I mean, Kenny Smith and Shaquille O'Neal both picked him to be an All-Star when they went through their rosters last Thursday. And so, when you trade, when you're even considering trading an All-Star, you expect a hefty return. Vucevic has played at that level, but the question with Vucevic is not whether he's an all-star or not when it comes to the trade market. The question is, how much are the Magic willing to pay to keep him? Are the Magic willing to keep him at all? They've obviously got Mohamed Bamba waiting in the wings, but he's clearly not physically ready. The Magic aren't about to offer Nikola Vucevic a max contract. They're not about to offer him some crazy four or five-year deal. They're biding their time until Bamba's ready. They're gonna want a deal that's team friendly that they can move when Bamba is ready, and use that to collect assets to bolster the team when Bamba is ready. That's no offense to Nikola Vucevic. Like I love, I love the guy. He's a, he's a great dude. He's been an amazing representative for this franchise, and uh, he deserves an All Star bid just to legitimize how much he's meant to this, how much he's done for this franchise, or as much as he's done for this franchise as he could through some very difficult times. he is clearly not the future. And so then that next question becomes if he's clearly not the future, how do the magic make the most out of him as a trade asset? I think it would be very difficult for this Orlando Magic team to trade Vucevic if he's named an All-Star. It's it would be a terrible look for every highlight of Nikola Vucevic to be in a Magic uniform and for him to show up wearing another team's logo. That's my opinion. I think it would be a bad look for the franchise. Um, I think it would be an embarrassment, to be to be honest. Unless you're getting an all-star in return. You don't work so hard to get that honor that, that you've been without, that, that national notoriety that you've been without, and give it away. How do you sell that to casual fans? Like, forget the... I, I know all of you who listen to this podcast probably understand why Vucevic is on the block and why Vucevic might be in demand and why the Magic might trade Vucevic. But explain that to a casual fan who doesn't think about these things constantly. It goes into the pile of, oh, that's the Magic again. Trading a great player without realizing it." On top of that, I just really don't think Vucevic has a crazy big market. I don't think a lot of teams that are in contention are looking for center help. And certainly don't have what the Magic want. So I do believe Orlando is going to go into free agency unsure whether they're going to keep Vucevic. And with the potential that he'll walk and they'll lose him for nothing. And cap room, I think, has its own value. So don't get, I don't think that's a complete negative. And, and as I often tell people, no deal is better than a bad deal. You don't make a deal just to make a deal. You need something valuable in return. And Vucevic is one of the more valuable players on this year's roster. Orlando's not going to give up winning. As much as people probably want them to, they're not going to give up on winning while there's still a chance for them to make the playoffs. This is as close as they've ever been in the last six years. The more interesting case, though, is Terrence Ross. Ross is probably the most in-demand player the Magic half. The guy most teams want. If there's a rental, Ross is the best rental. He's a plug-and-play guy. He can shoot. He plays solid defense. He doesn't mind coming off the bench. He makes winning plays for your team for the most part. And the Magic can probably get something good for him. If the Magic trade anyone at this trade deadline, I suspect it will be Terrence Ross. If they do a major deal or a big deal and get a a serious long-term asset, I would bet it's from Terrence Ross. But even there, I'm skeptical. Even there, I'm skeptical the Magic will get all that they want. And it wouldn't surprise me if the Magic have thought and discussed whether they would re-sign Ross this summer. And so already you can see some of the contours of the, of the difficult decisions the Magic have to make because if you keep Vujovic or Ross or both, you have to have in your head that you're going to re-sign them this summer. The playoffs are close, but they're not that close. And you can get value for them still, maybe not the full value. Certainly for Vucevic, I would think. But you could still get value. You could still get valuable players for your future. Now at this juncture, but you also have to have in mind how much am I willing to pay? And, and as, as we talked about with Keith Smith last week on Yahoo Sports, you hope that they've already talked to the agent and talked to the representatives and gotten an understanding or an idea of what the, their, those players are thinking for their free agency this summer and that they're not just going into it blind. Negotiations, especially when a player's on your team, you have that advantage. I mean, it's still a business. I think people kind of forget that. They, they compartmentalize things and forget that this is an ongoing business. You know, you'd look at, say, the Dennis Smith Jr. deal that, that, that was rumored a while back. Just because the Magic don't get a deal done this year doesn't mean those go completely on the back burner or they're they're completely dead. They go on the back burner. They go dormant because Dallas doesn't have to make a move now. They can wait till the summer and maybe in the summer something happens. It's always, always spinning. The trade season never ends. Deadlines just create pressure to do something. And this deadline is certainly creating some pressure for the Magic to make some very key decisions about their team's future. I said a while back, after the Magic came home from that West Coast trip, and, it, and they were still in contact in the playoff race. They'd fallen out of the top eight, but they were still in contact. And I kind of kicked the can down the road and said, you know what, let's give them a little more time. Even as they lost, they said, you know, they're still not too far out of it. They probably don't have to make a decision until February 1st a week before the deadline, then they got to know what their strategy is. Sitting at 20 and 31, five games out of the playoff race, they're losing contact. They're losing touch with those playoff teams. And so, yeah, now they really do need to assess whether they can make a run. The the schedule lightens up significantly in 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 about a week. The Magic have one of the easiest schedules heading home. Granted, that also includes a stretch of six six road games in the final eight games. So it's going to be very, very. It's still going to be a tough road, even if the schedule, even if the records say it will be easier. But Lando still has two games against Memphis, three against Atlanta, one against uh, I believe one or two against New York, uh, and uh, one against Chicago, if I'm not mistaken. Plus two against Cleveland. So there are a lot of opportunities for wins still that other teams may have already gotten. But they do have to understand and recognize that, that yeah, things are beginning to slip away. That this is perhaps the team we all thought it was at the beginning of the season and the playoffs are a nice dream, are something still to fight for, but realistically might be out of reach. And if the Magic can find that long-term piece, that long-term player that they want, that they covet, they will pull the trigger on a deal by next Thursday. I don't sense that there's urgency to get it all done now. I don't sense that the team feels like it has to do something now. They've got time. There isn't pressure from ownership to win yet. And they've got the summer to do a lot of work too. The only pressure is with Vucevic and Ross. And if those decisions have been made, then the Magic will assess what's out there and move forward from there. They have a week to get it all done. At least until the draft. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places you download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at omagicdaily, oh we'll have updates about the All-Star announcement on Thursday. Again, I am expecting Nikola Vucevic to be named an NBA All-Star uh, uh, for the first time on Thursday night. That is at, I believe, at 7 o'clock. The Orlando Magic also taking on the Indiana Pacers at 7 o'clock at the Amway Center. We'll be at the Amway Center for that, so definitely, definitely, definitely check that out uh, on Fox Sports Florida or follow us along at oh Magic Daily. And of course, check out OrlandoMagicDaily.com for a complete recap of the game, as well as plenty more, including uh, our article on B- why we need to continue to be patient with Mo Bamba, who's, I thought, I think had a pretty solid season, Some so definitely some things to clean up, but has been a pretty good player overall. Check that out a lot out on OrlandoMagicDaily.com, and of course, we'll have a complete recap of the game tomorrow on Lockdown Magic 2. But until then... For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rosenreich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic.
1: You are Locked on Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Hey, Prime members.